Hi, my name is PK from Almost Inevitable Design, and this is the $2.4 million podcast where we talk about web design, web development, and WordPress, the actual stuff. Not just inspirational, stupid shit. Oh yeah, just a heads up, I might be using a bit of profanity at times, I already did, sorry about that, which is why I checked on the explicit tags, and now I can cuss from now on, because I said it. All right, if you are enjoying this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you left me a good rating on iTunes and Spotify. And if you have any questions, feel free to come to almostinevitable.com and leave a comment. Also, if you have any friends who need to hear this shit, go ahead and recommend it and share it. Okay, we are back uh, with another episode. Well, I'm back with another episode. You are here, so we're all back here to to listen to another episode of the $2.4 million podcast. Uh, This is episode 018. And the title is, well, you've probably seen the title already. The title is Zero. Now, Zero is a song from Smashing Pumpkins off of their 1995 double CD, CD, double CD album, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. It is, um, Melancholy and Infinite Sadness was a really cool album for me. Um, it, cause it was so expensive. It was so fucking expensive, the two CD album. And, I was so proud when I bought it. So proud. (laughs) All right, so what are we going to talk about today and why is it titled Zero? Well, it's titled Zero because I've seen recently, for some reason, I don't know, maybe because one person asked the question and then other people suddenly just had that idea, had the same question in their minds and they started asking it, but I've recently seen an influx of people asking about how many plugins is a good number or 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 what's your policy on the number of plugins and all that all kind of stuff about plugins now i just wanted to talk about plugins right now the reason why it's titled zero is it's never gonna be zero and thinking that it should be zero is fucking wrong you are wrong all right let me explain so the re- now let's start from the beginning okay so wordpress is uh it's a php software uh, bundle and what it does is it starts with it's based on on usually it's based off of um a lamp stack or lamp stack yeah right so uh that's right is it yeah lamp uh linux Apache, um, MySQL, and PHP. All right, LEMP stacks, L-E-M-P, as opposed to L-A-M-P, LEMP stacks are Linux, Nginx, and MySQL, uh, uh, PHP. Now, Nginx makes it quite different from, in terms of installations, and this caching plugins don't work the same, so there's only a few that work on LEMP stack, LEMP stacks, but let's, that's not the point. What the point is that it, well, we, we normally use LAMP because that's most widely used and that's the, I don't know, the most commonly used PHP environment. Um, and WordPress is a PHP, bunch of PHP stuff, PHP software, and it uh, digs into, it, it calls data from the MySQL, all right? It could be like just regular uh, vanilla MySQL or it could be like the, what is it? The, the offshoot of that MariaDB. It doesn't really matter. It's just all MySQL 
different strands, different forks, I guess. I don't know. Doesn't I don't I, I've never gotten too much into that. I just know the names because I see it and I'm like, people ask me like, is this okay? I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. It works. So that's what I do with that. Um, so it's just software. So basically what it's doing, what WordPress is doing, it's using PHP, which will, if you run it, it will do things like a function. It's a function and it will do things. And basically what WordPress is trying to do is it's trying to pull data from the database and then show it as a finally fully rendered uh, result, usually in HTML. And of course it is styled with CSS and you have extra, extra in-browser uh, interactivity with JavaScript and all kinds of stuff, right? Now, how does that all work with plugins? Well, plugins, what plugins are essentially, um, WordPress itself has its own functions. Plugins, what it does is it adds extra functions with WordPress environment PHP. So the PHP functions that um, the plugins are are, are are running or hooking into are based off of what WordPress uh, has allowed or made the base for, which is why the themes and the plugins, most of them are all GPL license. It means that it's open source because WordPress is open source. And if you're using the functions of WordPress because you're essentially hooking into WordPress to have your functions work, um, it's, it's they're all GPL. Now, um, you do have copyrights over the design of what you're doing, but not the functionality itself, which is why uh, even Divi and most most uh, themes and plugins, they are released in G under GPL license. I think GPL license is general public license, so I shouldn't say GPL license, it should be just GPL. Otherwise, you're saying general public license license, you know, like ATM machine, right? <laughs> or ABN number, you know, A oh, pin number also, yeah. So all those kinds of, um, so yeah, it's, it's really under GPL, which is why it's, it's technically open source. Um, and a lot of people, they, some people are, I don't know, not, don't, they don't support the developers as much, I guess, or because it's too expensive. Some people try to justify it that way. Uh, they, it is technically still uh, free to distribute. I'm not advocating that, I'm just saying, Technically, it is possible to do that. Um, the only difference is if you pay for it, not only does it support the developer, which you should, uh, it also, um, you, you're opting in for uh, paid support and uh, you're helping the developer develop better, right? Um, and of course, you know, sometimes it's hard to justify that because the support is so fucking shit that you just like, what, I'm paying for this shit? You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of developers that do that. <laughs> Fuck them. So that's what a plugin is. It uses WordPress functions that is made off of the WordPress core and it adds extra functions to it through PHP. All right. That's why the base file, the first most essential file that WordPress, uh, the plugin should have is a PHP file and that defines everything. You can add one line of PHP and it is actually a function, I'm sorry, it's actually a plugin. It will do it, all right? So that's that's essentially how things work. Now, you know that, I hope you know, I hope you know that in, uh, well, even if you don't, you should do now. In 
a theme, right? Nowadays, a lot of themes expand on what they have, uh, expand on just adding styles, right? Like in, in the beginning when we were like in uh, the wild, wild west type of CMS wars between WordPress and Drupal and Joomla, Drupal people were like, yeah, we're the king. And then Joomla uh, forked Drupal and Drupal was, Joomla was like, yeah, we're easier though, right? And then WordPress was like, hey, I blog. And then people started using WordPress and then WordPress was like, oh, hey, I can make pages. And then you could, you could assign a page to the front page and now you can actually get a website looking thing. Uh, and then later on, WordPress added uh, fucking short codes and that changed everything. Short codes changed everything. We can get into short codes and a little bit more history later, but yeah, short codes changed WordPress and that's uh, the reason why WordPress just beat out all the other CMSs. It just won the war because of short codes because it was so easy to add so much more functionality into it, especially because you can add a short code on any page and a plugin will just make that into a fully functional whatever kind of page. That's how WooCommerce works. WooCommerce still uses short codes. That's how a lot of plugins still work and a lot of plugins work because of that. And that is like the essential building blocks of WordPress, short code. And of course, Divi, if, you, if you're um, from Divi, Divi uses short codes as well. So, um, why is this all important? Now, what I was saying is because themes, they hook into, not hook into, they, most of them, because they were, they're, they have come, they have developed beyond just adding a style sheet and some PHP page templates. A long time ago, it was just a really big style sheet with uh, a handful of page templates that you would be able to choose from the sidebar and just add some content and bam, you'd have a page. That's how it would work. That's how it would work. And then you can have, have like stupid blogs that nobody cares about, nobody reads. I used to have a few of those. Um, I have one that works a little better now. This is actually my, um, I've made like, even for myself, my hobby websites, I've made like 20, 30 hobby websites and almostinevitable.com is the only one that I think actually does what it's supposed to be doing and I actually invest enough time that it actually has some useful content and it's searchable. It's, you can find it on Google. It's, it's not too low on the SERP. I'm very happy with it. Anyways, that's why I'm doing this. Um, I actually said anyways one more time. I'm really trying hard. Yeah, so this is the second time I said anyways. Yeah, actually third time because I said it again, but that doesn't count. So because themes have gone beyond that, they actually now have a functions PHP file. Okay, now if a functions function, <laughs> fucking, fucking shins. All right, so <laughs> a functions PHP file uh, has, as you can guess, fucking functions in it, right? Now, each of those functions can actually become a plugin. All right, does that make sense? I mean, you understand that, right? Each function can, you can pull it out and make it into a, into a plugin. Actually, whatever theme you have, you can just pull it all apart, make them all into different functions. So, 
when people are talking about, oh, I only try to stick between five functions, five plugins, and I stay number with that's that's fucking bullshit. Because depending on what theme you're using, depending on what kind of uh, website you're developing, and also depending on what kind of plugins you're using, they those functions and those plugins have actually nothing to do with the site speed. All right, a lot of people are just so hung up on having almost no functions, and I try to avoid functions plugins the most I can because it slows down the website. No, it doesn't, you fucking dumbass. It does not. Understand how the fucking things work, and then make your own idea, make your own decision about what to do. Okay, here are some examples. Now. Let's start with Divi. Divi is a theme, right? Uh, Divi has so many functions in it, so many PHP functions in it, right? Now I'm in I'm I'm in Divi right now. Uh, the functions file itself is 277 kilobytes, 200 fucking 77 kilobytes. It has almost it has 7,200 lines of PHP, all right, and even searching for the word, oops, if I can fucking spell it, fun, function, right? There are 145, all right, let's see, 105 functions in it. That's 100, that's pretty much the equivalent of having 105 plugins running. It's pretty much the same thing because each, like I said, you can, you can, you, you're able to actually spread out and dissect the functions or whatever else you have into separate plugins because as long as you have one function it can be a plugin so if that's just the functions php file and there are a lot of other files that actually add more to it because even the theme builder the theme builder the the visual builder the, the backend builder they all have different functions so run just running divi theme nothing else probably two, 300 functions, which is the equivalent of having a minimal functional, minimum, minimal function theme with 200 plugins. Do they all work the same? Probably not. But in essence, what you are trying to do is the same thing. Now, why do they work differently? Because PHP has a lot of switches. You can allow something to work. If this works, that's relying on that. For example, if you have WooCommerce, these kind of things kick in. If you don't have WooCommerce, none of that even runs, okay? That's why even if you have, even if you have a lot of functions, it still won't matter in a lot of cases. All right, and some things only run in the back end, some things only run in the front end. There are different things that are happening. Now, all of that means that even if you're even if you try to keep your plugins to minimum and come up with all that kind of bullshit, it's essentially you're by running a heavy theme, you're actually running a bunch of plugins. And <laughs> because so many people who don't read the elegant themes uh, um, page, like the the simple one line instructions, they install the fucking builder plugin 
and the theme together and they're like oh and then now people are like trying to be smart and be like oh did you turn one off and because so many people were doing that making those dumbass choices and just installing both and it used to cause problems actually elegant themes now um, they added a line in their um i think it was their plugin in their in their plugin to check if the divi theme is installed and if it's a divi theme the whole plugin doesn't work the divi builder plugin just essentially shuts off so just just so it doesn't cause any clashes because there's so many people who don't install things properly now um if you think about other stuff like uh genesis or i don't know what the fuck else um elementor yay good for elementor even ox oxygen is so weird you know oxygen is so weird if you install oxygen it doesn't even have a fucking theme it is so weird anyways ah i fucking said it ah shit ah all right <laughs> well I've, I've been doing pretty good not saying it you know so yeah i hope you can tell where i'm going with this you it there it's it's really just a really stupid metric to think of when you're running a website it's it's it doesn't really work and a lot of a lot of websites when you're running when you're running a really i don't know complex function com complex function does that make sense a, a website with complex functions it's gonna have a few plugins and that in itself is just way more than you actually think it is and like i said depending on the theme there's a lot more it's gonna have to go through which is why actually if you think about it when you have a problem with the website one of the first things people say is turn off all the plugins and see what happens and also go with a default theme because that is guaranteed to not have problems right so it's just because you know and, and, and the plugins and the themes they clash they clash because they're all different functions now in now with all this new information about what plugins are if you think about people saying oh not you i try to keep the plugin number to the minimum sounds pretty fucking stupid because you know like i said you're running divi you've got way more plugins than someone else with a different theme with maybe 10 plugins most definitely would likely be running more functions than that right so it's it's really a nonsensical way of seeing things and i think it's just fucking stupid w let's think about some other stuff that also involves that now some themes try to cache their stuff themselves divi does that there are some other uh avada i think does that there are and also like um the visual builders visual composer is quite heavy and all that so most themes from theme forest use visual builder so quite heavy jupiter uh oh uh what else is there um i don't know like the major ones they have their own stuff jupiter is visual builder uh the other ones i don't care oh oh yeah enfold not enfold enfold is um it has its own stupid fucking builder um what was it uncode and bridge those guys have um visual builder in it visual composer i'm sorry visual composer in it and those are all like i said they have so many functions built in to the theme itself 
and they tried some of them even try to uh, uh, cash their own themes and they they do a lot of stuff right now let's say you're gonna you want a website that runs loads quickly runs smoothly right you're most likely going to have to have a caching plugin some caching plugins do a good job by itself it really depends on the server and the theme uh, so, like for example a lot of caching plugins run gzip uh, the, the server that I use which is Venture IP it's an Australian uh, hosting service uh, they don't run gzip they actually run Brotly it's not broccoli it's Brotly b-r-o-t-l-i Brotly and um, so if, if whenever I load a website, whenever, whenever I load my website or any website that's on Ventra on Pingdom or GT Metrics, it always tells me I get a zero score on GZIP because I don't have it, but it still runs broadly, which is um, either on par or better than GZIP as I'm told by Ventra, so I, I believe them. Uh, and a lot of caching plugins run GZIP, so Sometimes, you know, doesn't work that way. Uh, anyway, so, ah, I said it again. Oh well. So, you're gonna run, so there are a lot of caching plugins is what I was trying to say, and it depends on the environment. Um, I always try to run, uh, I, I, my favorite is Comet Cache. It, it's gzip, but it doesn't really matter. I just don't have to turn it on, and because it doesn't work, even if I turn it on, because it's broadly. Uh, and G, Comet and uh, Atoptimize. Some caching plugins like uh, W3 or Speed of Light or uh, Rocket or whatever, those guys do the same thing themselves. Like they try to reduce, they combine CSS files and JavaScript files and they try to reduce the HTTP requests, which is good. But anyways, that's, oh shit, fuck, I should, I should stop saying anyways. So the, the point of this whole thing about talking about caching is you're gonna have to cache the website. If you're if you haven't cached the website and you're complaining about speed, shut the fuck up and cache it first, and then start complaining about speed. <laughs> All right, at least do what you're supposed to be doing, and then complain about it. And you know, it's it's so important to cache it because what you're doing without caching it is you're actually making the whole website run all those PHP functions every time you visit the website. Of course, it's going to be slow. Right, but if you cache it, that means the caching plugin is going to make the website from running all those PHP plugins, and then just be ready. And then when you come visit, you're like, "Hey, look at this! That, that's it." So that's what they're doing. That's why caching it is so important. And that's why even if you're running some heavy heavy theme like Divi, it can load real quick. I've had a lot of Divi websites that load between one and two seconds, and some under a second because of the way it's built. And then it's fucking cached. Now it works, now it loads really quick because it doesn't have to think. All right, you're ready. So that's like, like think about like cleaning your room every time someone comes over, right? You can actually have an extra room up front that's made like a model house and then you can live your life in the back. So people can come to the model house and they'll be fine right that's all they'll see but then if you don't have that model house which is the cache if you don't have that then you're just cleaning your room every time someone comes over of course you're gonna be slower on answering the door right so that's why you need to cache 
and also that is why the number of plugins don't really fucking matter because the caching plugin will take care of all that and the load speed is dependent on how the website is built and how it is cached and of course also the server speed okay a lot of people i've seen so many fucking people don't cache their website and they rely on faster hosting that should not be the case even if it's okay mediocre hosting once you're done and it's cached it shouldn't be as much of a problem of course faster servers help and you will not be pulling your hair out and you won't you'll have less problems when you're developing but if it's cached in the end there's way less difference of course server response time is important and all that but still there's way less difference than if you're just running raw okay without a caching plugin so that's why the number of plugins don't matter here are some other things that you can think about the way that the plugins are made is also important and the way and how much the plugin is keeping up with current wordpress that's also important because wordpress tries to move forward now wordpress is on php 7.2 or something now uh, the whole world has moved past 5.5 5.6 so if your website or if some client's website is on 5.6 you know upgrade so everything's moving on moving forward right so plugins because like i said they hook into wordpress they rely on wordpress codes they should be updating as well or at least be checked right now you can now the plugin developers can check and submit that it's been checked i think and it will tell you if you go to the wordpress um, plugin repo it will tell you that this particular plugin has been checked with this particular wordpress uh, uh version we're on we're on 3.5.3.1 at the moment uh it doesn't always have to be kept up to date like to like every other week or so but at least it should be checked with like maybe the last one or the second to last one the penultimate one you know uh and it's it's important so check how recently the uh plugin has been updated if it's a premium plugin most likely but of course don't trust all premium plugins there are some very very crappy shitty premium plugins out there some i'm like oh some are such assholes fucking assholes but you know like they they keep the important stuff behind a paywall the, the important functions behind a paywall and you have to pay to get that particular function and that's the function that everybody's looking for so of course you pay for it and yeah i understand like developers developers need to get paid there yeah but oh well yeah but some are really shitty and some don't even provide support which is why when you check before you, you even buy a plugin check how the support works and it's not like a lot of times you don't have too many problems with a plugin but sometimes it won't work or sometimes you will have problems so at least like i normally don't reach out to a developer to ask for support uh, but I always do check the level of support that they provide and another important thing is I always check um, how they react to people's support requests 
like one of the important things that I found is like when I was, oh, this is gonna get longer if I talk about this. We can talk about more about this later, but one of the important things that I found is if somebody leaves a bad review or if somebody's asking for help and either when you get a bad review, the way that they react, if they're all pissy about it and just like spewing at the mouth, then no, right? Like if they try to point fingers at the customer, then no, they can fuck off. You can, you can find something else that does the same thing. It's, it's most likely you can find something else. They can fuck off because once you have a problem and once you have a complaint, they're gonna be the same to you. So they can fuck off, right? And also with um, the, the, depending on the plugin, like sometimes they have an open forum and you can actually see how well and how quickly they respond. I mean, you don't have to respond like in within 24 hours unless you're, you know, you're being paid for the support. Like uh, if you're on the WordPress repo, yeah, I mean like a few days is fine, but at least it should be addressed and not just like abandon it and then two weeks later say, oh, nothing's happened yet, so I'll just close this thread. Well, fuck you, no. You just ran away and then you're like, just trying to act like nothing happened. Like that kind of things I've seen happens quite a bit, especially on the WordPress uh, plugin repo. You can actually find pretty much the same functions here and there. Pick the best one, <laughs> all right? <laughs> Pick the best one. It, it's not that hard to see it. And also if you check out the developer's website, if it actually exists, if it doesn't exist, fuck off. If it exists, go check it out and see uh, how they are and whether they actually are doing what they're supposed to be doing and whether they know what they're doing. So that also helps, all right? So I think, um, I think you understand like it's not the number of plugins. That's the whole point of this episode. It's not the number of plugins. All right, here's here's something that um, I normally don't tell people, but because you're on the podcast, here's something that you might know, might might um, might interest you. Uh, so my website, although it's on Venture IP, and although uh, it is on Cloudflare, I sort of know it's not like the quickest website in the world. It's not what I would, because it has way too many functions in it. Uh, I am, I did look through the plugins and I did want to cut down the number of plugins, but there, I really need them all. So I just keep them. And um, I am thinking of coming of, of uh, see the fucking thing is, my website teaches a lot about Divi. So if I don't use an elegant themes theme, then it looks, I don't know. I, it might not look like I'm using the product that I preach, which I don't much anymore, but still it would look better if I were using, using Divi. But then again, I want to use something that I like and I can style easily and I won't have any hassles with. So I might actually make my own custom theme. I don't know. I'm just debating it right now. But Right now it's using, I haven't updated it yet because I'm trying to redesign it, redesign some parts of it. So I just left it at five point, what am I right now? 5.1, am I 5.2 or something like that? So uh, I'm running an, a slightly old version of Extra and I'm running a slightly old version of WordPress and I have 43 active plugins, fucking 43. It's not, but the thing is, it's not as slow as people would make it out to be because most of those, those plugins are really good plugins. They're built properly, they do what they do, and if it's something simple that just does its job, 
I just leave it on. So it's it's fine, right? Like also think about this. If you're using as opposed to just doing stupid shit, let's say for example you uh, want a custom post type, you can make you can add some functions in your function PHP and add a custom post type. Sure, why not? Does that uh, does your custom air quotes custom code custom PHP mean that you you've just uh, circumvented using a plugin yeah it does in a sense um, but then if you use something like WCK custom post types it not only reduces the number the time that you're um, developing it just takes care of a lot of stuff and does it actually add to the load no not by much probably not not at all from the front end if it's cached so why not just use a plugin right I, I don't know it, it really depends like if you use properly made plugins it really doesn't cause any problems and a lot of WooCommerce websites run at least 30 plugins I guarantee you that so many WooCommerce websites run so many plugins it is ridiculous and because they're all built to hook into WooCommerce and they do such a good job, you they run pretty smoothly. Like even a website that I was developing, because this client just won't go away, uh, has I think 60 plugins or something. And from the front end, it's on SiteGround. And from the front end, it really just runs pretty well. Like you wouldn't be able to tell it had that many plugins, it, but it's cached and it's, it just does what it's supposed to do so it's it's fine you know so those there are a lot of things that you do need to think about and most of the myths about plugins are wrong okay so just make sure you're using well-made plugins of course you know because it has malware some of them and some of them just break the website because it's so shitty just use okay plugins that have been developed and maintained that are on top of things and is stayed up to date and just you know you know does what it what you need it to do so and, and it does and cache it cache it and you won't have as many problems as most people make it out to be and a lot of people with their um, uh, myths about plugins slowing down a website that's not necessarily the case so it's not just the number of plugins okay all right, so I hope that cleared up a lot about a lot of stuff. Uh, maybe you learned some stuff about WooCom, uh, WordPress. Maybe not. Maybe you just heard me rant about number of plugins. I don't know, but I hope to help. I hope it helped. And we are going to go to some fun news and articles. All right, news and articles. So this time. I've found some pretty interesting, well, funny, I think, some of them, uh, interesting news and articles and, of course, resources. So the first one is about uh, Reddit. Now, if you've kept up with the podcast, you know that I browse Reddit quite a bit. Um, but here, and like I said, you can find me. It's my, my handle. My username is almostinevitable.com. There's no dot there. There's no dot in username, so it's almost inevitable. Com, uh, but I don't I don't post much, but I just lurk a lot. So this guy on Reddit was saying that 
I think well the and the and the the comments sort of show that Reddit was is trying an A B testing uh, to get people to join or log in to read the comments. Now the Reddit comments are pretty interesting. They're 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 a lot of fun to read. And you get a lot of information from them as well. And a lot of some mis misinformation, but most of them are pretty useful. The thing is with Reddit, uh, and, and I, I, I saw this in one of the comments on this thread. Uh, the thing is they add a lot of, they're starting to add way more ads because that's how you make money for a social media company. Uh, they have ads, but the ads are shown more prominently, or at least, you know, the ads can only be shown at the moment, either in the sidebar or within posts, between posts, and not inside a post and its comments. So it seems like uh, Reddit is trying to force more people to join up, more people to interact, more people sign in so they can actually not either track or I hate fucking tracking or either track or have them browse through more posts. So that's an interesting little thing that's happening. Um, of course, you know, in light of saying everything, all social media essentially becoming a ad platform. It's very sad, but someone, something's got to pay for the servers, you know? Uh, but yeah, like oh yeah by the way i do have to watch i do look at some ads because i leave my ads on in the reddit uh, mobile app so although i hate ads that's fine i'll just leave those on those are the only ads that i get to see i get to see some the same ads every time all right next let's go to this this is from dribble with three b's as i mentioned before right all right so this title is uh, 12 hilarious logo design parodies you can't unsee. All right, I think it's really funny. Uh, <laughs> you should check it out. Uh, Post It has been parodied to Lost It. NASA has been parodied to NSFW. NSFW, if you don't know, I'm pretty sure you do if you're an adult, but NSFW means not safe for work. It usually means something gore, like uh, with a lot of blood or with porn or boobs uh, <laughs> so yeah clack slack becomes quack toyota becomes of course toy yoda you know um coca-cola becomes cupcakes and levi's becomes butts yeah so mcdonald's becomes wendy's so yeah this is really this is really funny so check it out all right i i think it's funny <laughs> it's funny come on uh, let's see what's next. Oh, this is also funny. It's it's not supposed to be funny, but I think it's fucking hilarious. ARS Technica has uh, a article, and this was an this was this happened really recently, uh, December eleventh, I guess. That's not too recent, but still within the week. Uh, the title is "Failed Plot to Steal Domain Name at." Gunpoint brings a 14-year prison term. And the subtitle is, Man planned an armed home invasion instead of paying $20,000 for a domain name. So, what happens is this guy, 
Uh, Rossi Lorathio Adams II. That is a very long name. Um, he has a <laughs> he has a social media platform that features images and videos of young adults engaged in crude behavior, drunkenness, and nudity. Sounds like a bang up guy. And he tried to buy doitforstate.com. Doitforstate.com. I don't know what he's going to do with that, but it's gonna, that's, that's it. Doitforstate.com. And there's a guy who owned it, but this, this Adams guy, he wanted to buy it. And the guy who owned it asked for $20,000. And he didn't want to pay it, so he got someone to point a gun at him, and then everybody got shot and all that. It's stupid. It's really stupid. When he could have just bought something else. You know, do it for state, like with four, with the number four, like the old times, you know, like the 90s, 90s early 2000s websites. You can still do that, right? Or you can change it to just do it for state. I'm, I'm not sure if Nike will sue you, but you can say just do it for state. There's a lot of ways you can do that. Do it for state.net, you know, who <laughs> uses a .net, but you know, you can do that. There's a lot of things you can do, but not point a gun. Get a have that guy behind gunpoint and try to make him hand over the website through GoDaddy and all that and fuck GoDaddy. Uh, so yeah, it's just fucking stupid. This guy, uh, yeah. So 14 years in prison for that, of course, and you can fuck off, right? So oh yeah, so this guy wanted that website since when was it? 2005 or something? He's yeah, he wanted to buy the website and kept on pressuring the guy since 2005 in June. So about two years and he snapped. Such a great guy. All right, let's go. That was, that was pretty quick, wasn't it? All right, let's go to resources. are back in resources so uh, the first first link I have here is from if I can find it where is it uh, where it go icon 8 uh, I have it here fucking where the hell did I oh there it is so icons icons 8.com uh, I'm pretty sure this will help this will be interesting for you guys because this is the title is small business website design five tips to improve it and some of them some of the stuff here is pretty you know regular i mean things that most people would say but still uh just reading it again and reiterating it would help i think so number one pick a simple and elegant design of course yeah but still you know try to keep it down try to keep it simple right responsiveness is key yeah uh, if you want to learn more about responsiveness i have a responsiveness course for divi that you can check out on almostinventable.com. Yay, my only ad that I added here. All right, uh, number three, learn how to use color. Of course, you can't just use crappy colors. Yeah, but um, it does talk about, you know, for example, try this and try that, you know, so it, it, it does help you sort of get in the mood to, to try these things. Incorporate social media into your design. Now, 
I am not 100% on board with this because a lot of small businesses, their social media, if they, they do, some of them do a good job, a lot of them don't. So it's, this is really a hit or miss with social media. Just because you have an non-existent, non-working, non-existent, it is, it does exist, but just a dead Facebook page or a dead Instagram page, it's, it's, it's not worth it. All right. So, I mean, it, I don't think it'll help, but someone at least has to maintain it to have it actually do anything. But yeah, so social media, got to think about that. Mm. But anyways, number five, oh, I said it again. Number five, use images in a smart way. No shit, Sherlock. But small businesses, this actually does happen quite a bit. They come up with like the crappiest shit ever. And you're like, oh, fuck, I can't use these images. But they're like, that's the most important image of our business. And you're oh, fuck, right? So that happens. So try to explain that, you know, images are important. And there's another one here. Use appropriate typography. I guess it's not five, bitch. So <laughs> use appropriate typography, of course, of course. But for small businesses, if you're developing for small businesses, some of sometimes they sort of take the reins of the design and they just shoot it all to shit. Or sometimes, you know, they don't know what to do. So you can advise and help with all that. So hopefully uh this post helps here's another really oh this post I actually i read before uh a few days ago and i really liked it so i kept it and i'm i'm, I'm mentioning this now i really want to try this sometime but i haven't what it is is uh it's on medium.com of course because that's one of the biggest blogging websites ever uh the title is why css HSL colors are better. Ooh, HSL. Now, the thing that they're talking about is um, hue saturation light. Was it levels light? Mm, I should have. I thought it was so easy to. Yeah, lightness. Yeah, hue saturation light. Yeah. All right. So H and of course you can have alpha as well. HSLA. Uh, what it is is out of um, from zero to three sixty you can pick a type of color and you can pick a saturation of that color so how uh, black and white it is or how how, how strong the color is and then of course the lightness so how dark or not it is right and this this guy is saying that this really helps you um, read the colors easily and go around maybe you're picking a similar color you're picking a different tint of that color and it really keeps the context of the color together better because all the colors are in one H and then from then on you can change saturation or lightness easily. So I think this is a really good approach. I'm, I am gonna try uh, playing around with this sometime. So yeah, I'll let you know how it goes, but have a read, it's very interesting. So I think it'll help. Okay, next, let's go to delt.net delt.net. Now with delt here, um, these are the best tools for web designers and uh, in 2020. They're not, I don't, we'll see. All right. Now I haven't actually gotten into this post that much. I just have it here and just uh, try to go over with it with you guys together on uh, flow map, best for creating site maps and user flow graphs, flow map. 
Eagle, best for mood boards and design inspiration. Okay, maybe. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Whimsical, best for project. All these names are so whimsical. Uh, project planning, wireframing. Uh, well, okay. Mm. UX design and prototyping. All right, for proofs. Adobe XD, we all know that. Sketch, we know that. Framer and Framer X. Oh, I haven't seen this. Hmm. Envision, Envision Studio, maybe, okay. Uh, Protopy, best for creating interactive web design prototypes. Oh, this looks interesting. Uh, prices, $15 a month to $30 a month, and you have a free trial, I guess not. Uh, Project Huddle, best tool for design and live website feedback. Yeah, I know, yeah, these are, uh, I'm not too, I'm not a big fan of feedback on, I don't know, we'll see, uh, like on visual things. And it's $109 a year, no free trial, I guess not. Uh, markup, best for collecting feedback and collab collaborating on live websites. Yeah, same thing, so okay. Uh, pastel, best for getting feedback on live websites and static, no, same shit. All right, um, Toybox, best software design collaborate. Okay, all right, well. Avocode, I mean, there's gotta be something that interests me, come on. I thought there was, I thought this would be cool. Uh, best tool for turning static designs into code. No, that's for a human to do properly. Web design project planning. Ooh, no, we don't need that. Best version control software. Mm, oh, that's it? Oh, fuck this. This is useless. Oh, well, if, I don't know. I, don't, I think it's useless. If anything helped, like, like some of them do seem okay-ish. But we'll have to see. I don't know. Adobe XD is good. I guess that's about it. Eagle sounds good. All right, let's. Oh, it's, yeah, twenty nine dollars lifetime. Of course, it's buying an app. I guess so. That can't be too bad. All right, so whatever. They can fuck off. All right. So that was it. Sorry about the last one. I thought that would be cool. It turns out to be okay-ish and not that cool. All right. So uh, next week. Uh, if you come, if you join me, we will talk about the web approval, the final approval from the client. All right, that will be step seven in the web design process, and I will see you in next week's episode. All right, bye bye. <laughs>